0: This is Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks, where a spirit board conversation sparked our spiritual evolution. I'm Shale. And I'm
1: Cheyenne. And each week, we explore a world where there is much more than meets the eye. So pour yourself a drink and join us as we cheers to a witch in good time.
0: Hi, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! We have freaking made it out of the horrendous dumpster fire that is 2020. There is hope on the freaking horizon, people. There is hope.
1: We did it. We did it.
0: We did it. We did it. it. And people are now like, so that's why we stopped listening to you a couple of weeks ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, welcome back. I hope everybody had a restful holiday and... a a fresh perspective on the year to come. I think regardless of where we're at, I'm glad to turn the page on 2020.
0: I am too. So to celebrate the new year, what are you drinking?
1: Yes, I have been very cold all day long. So I decided to make something warm and cozy tonight. So I made a maple whiskey latte with vanilla bean paste and a little bit of vanilla extract and cinnamon sprinkled on top. And it's fantastic.
0: Oh, hells. Yeah. That sounds so good. (laughs)
1: It just it. mm, Yeah, it tastes like the best parts of fall and winter combined. Mm -hmm. And I uh, I'm here for it. I need that little caffeine boost. I'm ready to hit the ground running this year. Heck yeah, we're going to, but also not running that fast.
0: <laughs> That's okay. You're still running. That's what matters.
1: I'm going to hit the ground with a light jog with as many breaks as I feel like taking because I am a grown ass woman. Hell yes. Cheers to that. <laughs> what are you drinking? So, you
0: know, I've, i I was trying to get myself in the mood for some alcohol tonight. Cause I'm like, eh, it's the new year. We should bring it in. Right. But I just wasn't super feeling it. And same here. I am notoriously cold all of the time. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go the cozy comforting route. And I was kind of like, at the same time, we just came out of a dumpster fire of a year. So if I want to start this year cozy and comfortable, I can. Because I am also a grown ass woman. And that's what we're here. But I took it the next level because I had to consult a little with my little herbal allies. So... I'm really excited about this actually. And it's something I'm experimenting with and it's a recipe I kind of want to keep fine tuning, but I have an herbal hot chocolate tonight. And so, yeah, it's so cozy and creamy and just, mm, it's a hug and a cup. And so what I have in it is I made it with coconut milk as the base. And then I have a ton of cacao. So in the future, need to remember that cacao and milk chocolate are not quite the same. (laughs) (laughs) So I will probably scale back on the cacao a little bit, even though it has crazy good medicinal properties. And then I've also added reishi to this. So that's a mushroom for folks who don't know. And reishi is crazy medicinal. It has, it's actually um, known as the the mushroom of life in in traditional Chinese medicine. Um, So that's super exciting. And I'm kind of nerding out on how to slip like mushrooms medicinal mushrooms. <laughs> I feel like I should clarify <laughs> on how to <laughs> slip mushrooms more into my diet because they're um, not necessarily into my diet, but into my routine because they just have so many amazing properties and there's amazing ways that you can consume them, whether that's in coffee or hot chocolate or whatever, um, in a powdered form. So I have reishi powder in here. I also have what else? Ooh, I have some vanilla extract some maca powder, which I put maca powder in everything. I'm kind of a nerd for it. Mm-hmm. And then I have maple syrup and cardamom because you all know that cardamom is my cake.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, we both sweetened with maple syrup. I know, bonding moment. Drink twins. I like when we accidentally kind of coordinate our drinks without actually coordinating our drinks.
0: I know. It's like I feel connected to you, even though you're so far away.
1: I'm so far away. I'm like sixty five miles away.
0: <laughs> you're so dramatic.
1: But <laughs> it feels like far
0: away <laughs> when you're in a pandemic and you're not even allowed to hang out with your neighbors. So,
1: <laughs> yes, very fair. Oh, well, that sounds delightful. I, um, I have so many questions for you about how to sneak more powdered mushrooms into things like beverages. Brandon hates mushrooms, and I love them, and so it's already really hard for me to cook for them or cook with them. I usually dice them teeny, 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 tiny, and most of the time he doesn't notice. Yeah. Uh, It's one of those marital lies we just agree to not talk about. (laughs)
0: Yeah, honestly, when they're they're powdered, you really can't taste them at all. Like, I have no idea that there's a whole tablespoon and a half of reishi powder in here. You'd never know it. Nice. Very good. So you can sneak it into his coffee. He'll have no idea. And he gets all of these crazy medicinal benefits, and it can elongate his life and do all kinds of really good things. Oh, that's that's what else I've forgotten here. That's what else I've forgotten here. I was just so excited about the fact that I didn't do, like, a one-stop shop thing. That I went a little crazy. But I also put rose in here. So between the rose and the cardamom, it just makes it like this sensual, just, mm, I'm ready for the year. Uh, Feeling good.
1: It it sounds so pretty. I wish I could see it.
0: It honestly doesn't look pretty. It just looks like tar in a cup. But it tastes pretty. Like tar in
1: a cup. That was a big (laughs) gift. Okay. Well, I can't quite give you that uh card shuffling sound you love because this deck does not like to be shuffled yeah, it's
0: way. a little bit it's coming through
1: like but I thought we could start our new year off with just a good old-fashioned note from the universe. That sounds perfect. So everyone get settled close your eyes if it's safe to do so. Take a big inhale. We're going to see what the universe has in store for us today. Okay. So
0: for a second there, I was like, why wouldn't it be safe to close your eyes? And then I remembered that some people listen to us while driving. So I'm
1: glad that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I don't want anybody getting into any car accidents on our account. Yeah. Please don't Just, put that um, karma on me. You can inhale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> safe podcast listening, please. Okay, so here's our note from the universe today. Taking massive action on massive dreams amidst massive uncertainties is pretty much where anyone who's ever done anything massive had to start, and then things got way easier. massive love, the universe. besides, massive uncertainties are normal. woohoo woo freaking who yes
0: that that is the kind of energy we need to be bringing into twenty twenty one
1: Yes. Massive action. Massive dreams. Massive movement. We've got to keep this momentum and this energy up and going, even though there are still so many gigantic question marks. We've turned a metaphorical page, but a lot of things still look the same right now. So it's it's kind of up to us to start making those massive growing 20s 2.0.
0: Yeah. Have you have you been seeing all those kind of things floating around the internet where people are like, I now understand why the roaring 20s were the way they were because they had obviously experienced a pandemic right before the decade um in the early 1900s and so that's why people keep saying things like now I understand why they dressed up to go to the freaking movie theater and I'm like, I get it now. <laughs> because I've been living in a zoom screen for a year. And wandering around my house like a troll 90% of the time. So I'm excited for the things that are to come. And actually, I was told at work the other day, this really cool story about a mom who had kids that were, you know, talking about the things that they feel like they keep missing out on, like something like going to the movies and um, hanging out with friends or whatever those things are that were put on pause this year. And so a way she kind of shifted that around was to have her kids put those things like whenever they think of something that they want to do, like, I wish I could go to a concert they put that in a jar and it's now a things to look forward to jar so that when the pandemic is over, they can start pulling those out and thinking of the things that they are now able to do again and kind of switch the negative to a positive. So I think that's just a really cool idea and something we could look forward into in the new year that there is change on the horizon, big, beautiful, massive change, and we're going to get through this.
1: Yes. Oh, I love that, which I'm quickly realizing as I'm editing these has become my catchphrase. (laughs) Um, So I'll I'll work on some synonyms for love, y'all. That's okay. Uh, I say things
0: like, um, and things like that a million times over. So we we have our (laughs) things, you know, it's okay.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, talking massive change and the turning of a chapter is just exactly why i'm excited for today's conversation and today's guest we are bringing on a dear friend of mine gina who is a budding astrologer star child moon mama extraordinaire um she's lovely and i can't wait for you all to meet her through this little conversation we're about to have about the astrology of the coming year astrology 101 kind of her tips and tricks for navigating just the the maps that are above us all the time. Um, so I'm excited to get into this. I'm here. so
0: stoked. I seriously cannot think of a better way to bring in the new year than an astrology session. And I'm just so stoked. This is going to be amazing.
1: Oh, I am too. Okay, let's dial her in. Welcome, Gina. We're so excited to have you today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, ladies. Yeah. So, before we get started, what are you drinking today?
2: So, tonight I'm actually having a mocktail, but it's a honey blackberry mint with some um, fizzy water in it. And it is absolutely delicious.
1: Okay. That sounds awesome. Yes. That does. Sounds refreshing. Very refreshing. We both went like creamy and mm-hmm. hot with coffee and hot chocolate. Tonight. Yum. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just dive right into this. Today we are talking all things astrology. So, kind of give our listeners your personal background um with astrology when you became interested, kind of what your um connection with with the stars is and we'll uh yeah, we'll just let it flow from yes. there. Yes.
2: Um so always been interested in, you know, your horoscopes and everything like that, that kind of stuff. But a few years back, I became very interested with the phases of the moon and noticed that the underlying themes and tones of the moons, whether they were new or full, were very synonymous with what was showing up in my life during that time. So, um, I just started paying attention to them more and they became more and more prevalent. And I started talking to friends about the meanings of the moon and then they would come to me and consult me about them and then started doing, you know, little social media posts about them and finally got completely absorbed within and happily absorbed um, with the moon phases. So I began doing very, like, ritualistic new and full moon practices. I did manifestation during that time, intentional journaling, as well as what I like to call also wild writing, and that, in I don't know if it's a coin term, but what I do is I just wild write. It has, like, no structure to it, and I also started doing tarot card pulls at that time, so... The new and the full moons were really just such sacred times for me and times that I really looked forward to month to month. So after some time, I found that I was seeking out more answers in addition to the monthly moon cycles. I wanted to know what was going on in addition to that. So I started reading about astrology and exploring the planets, the signs, the houses, everything and then i started diving into my birth chart and what my sun moon and rising were and by that time i was completely confused i like was in so deep and i was like i like i don't know half of this stuff and i don't i couldn't figure out what it meant so i was like i need to <laughs> but i was fascinated by it like i was completely captured by everything and i was just like i couldn't put it all together so um, i was chatting with a friend of mine and she had recommended the astrology school that she was currently enrolled in, and said that she had found so much value in it for herself, um, her kids, as well as you know just people in her life. So I looked into it, and I w- I won't lie, I was a little hesitant at first. I mean, this is an extremely vast and scientific study. Um, it's endless and it's just so robust but astrology just kept showing up and showing up in my life it was just it was surrounding me so and just became more prevalent in my life so not too long after that I had another dear friend take me to an astrology gathering and what I was hearing there and just what was being said and how it was relating to my personal birth birth chart just completely blew my mind and resonated so deeply with me. So it was that night and, um, the continued nudging of some very dear friends that really solidified my decision. And I took the jump and I, you know, put fear aside and decided to really invest in this and invest in learning this. So I signed up for the course and, um, And it was so beautiful. Like my very first, it was an online course, my very first um, session, I was traveling Costa Rica at the time. And I just, I remember distinctly just, you know, starting this course, looking out into the beautiful, like jungle view, lush tropical land of Costa Rica and just feeling so present and Mm -hmm. just really knowing that I made the right decision and just being very like grounded with my decision and just very sure at that time. And it's progressed so beautifully and shown me things about myself and helped me learn things about myself that I never knew and helped me, you know, really know that the way that I am is not a mistake. And the way that my mind works is not a mistake. And the things that I'm Supposed to be doing, and I am doing in this life, are not a mistake, and that's what I'm trying to bring to the world. And I've been so blessed to learn this, and so blessed to share it, and with everything else that's developed from it too. You know, so I'm just I'm so grateful for it, and it's been such a beautiful journey.
1: Ah, wow! That is the energy we need to be going into this year with. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm obsessed with that. That's beautiful.
0: I love that too and I just I just have a curiosity. I guess two kind of follow up thoughts. So first of all, you you mentioned about how astrology kept showing up in your life for you. Um yeah. I'd love to hear more about what that looked like and then my second question is what is it like going to astrology school? Can you give us kind of a glimpse into a day in your classes? I know they are online, but I'm just super curious about what it's like to get an education
2: like that. Sure. So um The way that it kept showing up, and I am a huge believer in synchronicity and a huge believer in just, I don't believe in coincidences in life, and just everything I saw, people that I were meeting, topics that were brought up, I mean, it was just surrounding me, things that I would read, like on billboards or whatever. I mean,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: everything... I just felt like it was just surrounding my life. So it wasn't anything in particular, but it was everything coming at me.
0: <laughs> the
2: universe was like on a bullhorn for yeah, you. <laughs> it's like I'm no longer knocking, I'm knocking down the door. So I love that. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yes. Um that is a mood. Yes, it was. And um, you know, you can't ignore these things. And yes, so I um I just saw it everywhere. I felt it everywhere. And it just, it was right. It felt right. And then as far as schooling went, I i can't speak enough about the school that I went to. I had joined the Deborah Silverman School of Astrology. That is the course that my friend had suggested that she was taking herself. And i I mentioned briefly the hesitation because of how enriched this astrology as a whole is i mean it's there's so much to it taking deborah silverman's school of astrology course uh she the way that she teaches astrology is extremely relatable it's something that you can understand it's put into layman's terms if you want to say it's something that i was able to also speak to And regurgitate and, you know, talk to other people about it It didn't feel like a foreign language to me. So I just I give her so much credit for taking the beautiful, you know, art of learning astrology and putting it into a way that's understandable and that's really relatable. But there's a lot. Go ahead.
1: No, there is. That's um, and that's what I wanted to mention. It's just I feel like with astrology, so many people it can be very overwhelming to know where to even start. You know, everyone's pretty much familiar with their, you know, their basic, you know, newspaper magazine horoscope. Yes. Um, And then, you know, you go further to that sun, moon rising, but it's a lot of math and statistics and it can be very confusing. So I, I love that you found a place that that resonated so deeply with you
2: and, and was the perfect learning environment. It was a great learning environment. And I did all three levels of her course and I graduated from her course and, and just the teachers that she has and the support that you get is, it's really very, you feel very held within it. So I can't say enough good things about it. And I'm so grateful that I found it and was able to, you know, really just take the plunge and do it when I did and, Step into this whole nother world.
1: Awesome. We will definitely link her in the show notes and and anyone you want to shout out there. So our listeners can go on their own learning journey as well. So um, yeah, definitely peep those show notes. Um, So let's break it down to those basics then, Gina, what is, you know, if we're talking astrology 101, starting to get to know yourself, um, what is that sun moon rising breakdown and, um, and what, what are your cardinal signs?
2: Yes. So, um, we have the big three. So we have the sun and, um, the sun is like our personality, our, our ego, which is not a bad thing. People always tend to think of egos as bad things, but it's also, um, how we are as leaders and, um, who we are. So my sun sign is Scorpio. And then we have our moon sign. And our moon signs are centered all around our emotion. It's um, our inner self. And it really is what shapes our soul and what we need in order to be emotionally secure and to feel emotionally secure. And my moon sign is in Capricorn. So our rising sign. um, Our rising sign determines it can determine the way others see you in the world. It can also be associated with the mask that people wear when they first meet somebody. Um, What, you know, making your first impression as well as your initial reactions, as well as responses to various situations. And, you know, also our rising sign or some people refer to it as the ascendant is also associated with what we're rising to in this lifetime. And, um, Gives us a better picture of what's ahead of us in this lifetime. And my rising sign is in Capricorn. I am a Scorpio sun and Capricorn moon and rising. So you're a double Capricorn. I am. And you know what's so interesting is I've always just known that I was a Scorpio. But once I learned the moon and rising were in Capricorn, it made so much sense. I mean, it blew my mind. I was, cause I always question like, why don't I have more of these Scorpio traits? I'm like way more chill and like grounded and kind of just like steady, you know, and I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think um, Shale, you can relate to that. Was I'm someone who's always really connected to my, um, to my son. And I actually feel very connected to all three of mine. Um, but I agree once you, you know, kind of open that portal and, and have all of these different modes of interpretation for self-reflection, it, it gets so fascinating and interesting. And, um, but I, but I know Shale in particular doesn't identify with her sun sign and had kind of a similar, um, feeling there. So I wonder if you wanted to chat about that Shale?
0: Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny. Cause I was just thinking that I'm, I know it's not a thing, <laughs> but I identify with that anyway, <laughs> I guess, but I'm a cancer Leo cut. So I was born on the July 22nd, um, just as the sun moved into Leo, but I am a very emotional, I'm, I'm introverted as I'll get out. I'm extroverted. Once I get out with people, which I think is more kind of a Leo trait that I do, um, you know, get energetic or energized from things like affirmations and, I need uh, reassurance and stuff like that, which I do yeah. understand as being kind of Leo traits, but yeah. I always so strongly identified with cancer and I have that maternal nurturing instinct. Um, and then once I found my birth chart, because I mean, I always knew kind of my sun sign from your typical horoscope. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until recently that Leo started showing as July 22nd um, with the shifting of, the the charts that happened most really recently I remember that I don't exactly know what happened there you could probably give more insight but yeah so I'm I'm learning more about what it means to be a Leo but uh I it was so funny when I got my first birth chart reading I just kind of went back and forth with her with yeah with her and I was like you know I just I don't I don't think that's right I don't think it makes sense and um they kind of reassured me that you know Leos aren't just prideful and love attention that there is a lot of these qualities that you could be confusing with cancer. But yeah, just, it's a very interesting dynamic to be right on the teetering edge of both signs.
2: (laughs) It is. And you know, there's so much to take into consideration. I mean, the house placement, if you have other planets next to it, if you have planets opposing it or making other angles and it's it's just so crazy that there's just so many factors and variables to take into consideration when looking at this. I mean, we have house placement, um, how it's being aspected, if there's transits. I mean, there's just so much that goes into what our sun, moon, and rising is and what all the other planet placements are and everything that makes up our birth chart. So. It's, it's no wonder. I mean, that's, I I felt the same way too. And it's this, the study of astrology has helped me find the me I've never known. And that's, what's so fascinating about it. That's
0: beautiful. I love how you said that it's helped you to find the you that you've never known. And I think, I think that's where people get confused and, and kind of, you know, maybe reject astrology is they just get so focused on the sun sign. They don't know that there's such a complex formulation
2: almost behind it. Yes. Yes, I know. And, um, and it's, it's endless. I mean, it's endless because it's ever moving with the sky. We have our snapshot of our birth chart, but the planets and the, you know, the sun and the moon that are moving in the earth sky right now are affecting that on a daily, monthly and yearly basis. So it's ever-evolving. Well, that is
1: a perfect segue to talk about the astrology of the year ahead and what we have on our horizon to be aware of, to look forward to. I'm, I'm curious if you can give us any any important dates or transits we should be aware of, um, things, things on the
2: horizon. Yes. Um, well, I think before we hop into 2021, I think we should just really reflect on what happened in 2020. So you obviously, nobody needs me to tell anyone that 2020 was a huge challenge for so (laughs) many. I mean, like (laughs) we all know this and it showed up in different ways and very significant ways for us all. So there were so many lessons to be learned in 2020 and it's all about how you look at it. It's looking at things possibly from a different point of view, but there were some very difficult alignments all clustered on top of each other during 2020. So the biggest themes that I saw were the Saturn, the planets, Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto. And these three planets were hanging out in the earth sign of Capricorn, which represents our structures, our governments, traditions, as well as our responsibilities. And, and, Saturn is the ruling planet of Capricorn. Um, it represents timing, limitations, and restrictions of all kinds. Um, then we had Jupiter, the planet of expansion. So when you think of Saturn and Jupiter, Saturn is contraction. Jupiter is expansion. It's almost like the breath you breathe. And it showed up in our own personal lives, in the lives of people that we loved, within the U S as well as globally. So, I mean, nobody was excluded and Jupiter intensifies and enlarges whatever energy it's pairing with. And then we had the planet of Pluto. Pluto is all about transformation, the subconscious forces. um, And it rules, you know, all things below the surface. So this can be really like death and rebirth type of energy, metaphorically speaking. So, um, There was a breakdown of the Capricorn energies by these super powerful planets in the areas of our structures, governments, traditions, and responsibilities. So 2020, it really, the ways of the old were really brought to center stage in 2020 and had a huge spotlight shined on them. And this really showed up in some pretty profound ways in 2020 that we all know. So when looking into 2021, we really need to start by looking at the end of the year with a very, very significant event. It is um, the planets Jupiter and Saturn are going to be conjunct in the sign of Aquarius. And that transit is a launch pad for what we have in store. These two planets, Saturn and Jupiter, are meeting together at zero degrees of Aquarius on December 21st. 2020 on the winter solstice and this is called the great conjunction and this is going to be a completion point as jupiter and saturn are leaving capricorn and starting a new journey at the beginning point of aquarius and this is going to be where we can look at what we would like to start from here on out and beyond this is a really major transit that's going to guide us into 2021 as we discussed um jupiter is growth and expansion saturn is limitation and timing so it's really important because these two planets jupiter and saturn first off they meet up every 20 years in a different sign however every 200 years they switch elements so this will be a signifying this will signify a very new a new beginning period, and development as they are both happening at the same time. So every 20 years, we're changing signs. This 20-year cycle, we're going to be leaving Capricorn and moving into Aquarius. And every 200 years, though, they switch elements. And um, so for the past 200 years, Jupiter and Saturn have been in the Earth signs, which have been focused on Grounding like structures, stability, consumerism, corporations, capitalism, and the old ways of thinking. So moving forward, Jupiter and Saturn are traveling together into the air signs for the next 200 years. And this energy is going to be more intellectually stimulated. There's going to be new ideas, new concepts huge focus on online development. Um, And also, air is, it's uncontainable. It's like, it's not contained. So um, we're going into this in the sign of Aquarius. Aquarius is an air sign. Aquarius represents the revolutionary ones, the nonconformists, as well as the freedom lovers. And it You know, it signifies the future. It signifies computers and the collective, like community. So Aquarius also represents like more of the, quote unquote, what you can call like the eccentric ones. And those deemed not like everybody else. I like to refer to them as like the geniuses and the revolutionary ones in our world. Um, So this plunge into Aquarius is going to allow us to. First off, take back our individual selves. And I was thinking about this and I feel like in the mayhem of 2020, this really got diluted. I feel like there were not many opportunities in 2020 that, not many opportunities to be our individual selves. Rather, we were one side or the other on one topic or another and it was such a division and we were grouped into one or two things or maybe just a couple things but the individuality of us took a back seat and I saw this showing up in the world our communities and myself and you know I had there was like this strong feeling of identification of self through what was happening externally in our world. And I felt like there were moments throughout 2020 where I had to really check myself and say, Hey, you know, like, why, why are we all and myself putting ourselves in these little groups and boxes and, you know, really kind of circle back and just say, you know, I, I am who I am. You are who you are let's think, let's have a conversation here versus being so divided and let's keep our minds open to the opinions of others and why we all think the way we do. And it just, it showed me a lot of, you know, what energies like this can really do to people. So yeah. Wow. I don't know if you guys felt that, but I, I felt that so strongly. I feel like you finally. Yeah, no, I. Think, oh, I was just.
0: I think you finally put into words what I've been trying to describe. I've been feeling all year.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly that. I feel like that is. Oh, that's so relatable, and I'm just kind of sitting here like, yeah, duh. Like, <laughs>
2: well, you know, we're human. We're human, and it's it happens so quickly. But you know, the the point is is to like to catch it and to say, okay, I see myself doing this. I'm gonna. We're, let's take a step back, you know, because I'm I'm falling into it, and it's it's you know not how I want to live. Um, not that I'm saying it won't happen again, but you know we can recognize it right. quicker and we can pivot quicker. So I think that that was a big lesson in 2020 for me. So I,
0: that actually brings up a really good point that I I kind of want to circle back to. Um, And that you said 2020 was a year that we really illuminated the old ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if you have any insight Mm -hmm. on, let me see, how do I put this? So I think when we, when we talk about things like old ways of thinking and and illuminating those, we tend to think of them in kind of a negative lens um, like things like patriarchy or, you know, uh, just outdated, archaic ways of doing things. Um, But I also noticed this year, for me personally, and for a lot of folks that I surround myself with, that there was this almost longing for the way things used to be in terms of people longing for like more of a village type community where everybody lives a much more simple life um, and people are much more connected and people are connected to nature more. They're connected more to like where their food comes from. And, And I feel like that was something too where almost in a positive way we were reminded of the way things used to be before we got so enamored with things like technology and stuff like that, that um, maybe set us off track as far as our human existence. But I'm curious if you had any insight on that as well, from that perspective.
2: I do. And I think that that is, I personally feel, and this is my opinion, that that is the energy coming in 2021. Yes, it is, a you know, it is futuristic, Aquarius is also, um, it is centered around computers, the future and technology, but there is going to be a piece of 2021 and a very strong energy of 2021 that is going to bring us back to that agricultural, more simplistic and a change that needs to happen in that area of our lives as well. And for this earth. So I'll definitely, yes, I'm definitely going to touch on that. But I do, I know that there has been a feeling of, yes, the ways of old, but also the ways of old are what is familiar to us and is what feels safe. The future, the unknown, that's always the scary, you know, the things that we've never done before. Mm -hmm. And, but with this beginning point, this is really supporting us to look at who we are as individuals and to step into what truly makes us unique and based on nothing but what's inside of us ladies. So from there we look at what, how we can bring this uniqueness and our individual selves to the collective or the whole as Aquarius is about the collective and have compassion and think of the collective as our community and with that you know finding ourselves as individuals bringing it to the collective what we're essentially doing is building our tribes from there and synchronistically attracting others with similar uniqueness to us and some of the old maybe ways tendencies maybe even people that might have that we might have thought that was our identity or our tribe may not be aligned with what we want going forward. And what we want going forward shall really is, it really synchronizes and it's very synonymous with what you you're saying, but it's going to take the breakdown of what was old to get to this new. And as we go through our lives and we examine our relationships you know, the age old phrase, reason, season, or lifetime is really gonna come up. So but we can really now confidently in twenty twenty one take back who we are as individuals and really forage forage forward with a whole new era and almost a sense of breath air, fresh breath air. Oops, can we breath of fresh <laughs> I... air? Can you can you edit that? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes and I just want to say I I feel like my brain is not working because I feel like you're Aww. blowing it <laughs> no, right <laughs> I, like I needed to hear this you, today man. and I think a lot of other people did too this is like this whole conversation feels like the light oh at my the god end thank you tunnel. so much
2: like I'm like I'm like sweating over here talking about this. I just wanted to (laughs) (laughs) look.
1: You know, you're, it's amazing. I'm learning so much. I'm just, yeah, I'm filled with gratitude. And also just, I feel very, it's funny. I'm, I'm definitely at the tail end of my moon cycle right now. So I'm kind of a watery little baby, but I'm feeling very emotional about all of this. And I think I didn't quite realize just how much heaviness of 2020 I'm still holding on to. Thank
2: you so much. That means a lot.
1: Uh, Well, this means a lot. It means so much to have you on here and um, yeah, I just, I'm excited. I feel a lot more optimistic about
2: this year and we haven't even really talked about it yet. No. How much, how am I doing on time? Cause I've got some. You are great. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. So we have a very big player in 2021 and that is Uranus. So Aquarius is ruled by the planet Uranus and Uranus, um, Uranus is all about sudden change, like a quick bolt of lightning, It has to do with innovation as well as liberation. So the planet Uranus is in the sign of Taurus until 2025. And it's been there since 2018. So it's a seven-year cycle in the sign of Taurus. And Taurus rules our financial systems. It is all about stability as well as the ground beneath our feet. So Uranus is hanging out in the sign of Taurus and is really ready to shake things up. So a couple of the big transits happening in 2021. Um, First off, Jupiter is going to move a little bit ahead of Saturn at the beginning of January, connecting with the outer planet of Uranus before Saturn catches up with it. And Jupiter is going to make an early square to Uranus on January 17th at the exact degree of at the um, exact six degrees in Taurus, excuse me. And squares can be, they can be uncomfortable aspects and cause tension. But, um, you know, as we discussed Jupiter's expansion, it's also opportunity, though. So with it squaring Uranus and Taurus, there could be an unexpected change, possibly a liberation or an innovation. And with it being in the sign of Taurus, representing stability wanting to go slow or wanting you know to change really slow really liking that comfort as well as agriculture and money there can be a sudden burst of change with the square of jupiter and aquarius to uranus and taurus this can be a really quick energy like a bolt of lightning that's going to come and leave very quickly but also leave a very big impression But after that, the real highlight, I believe, of 2020 is the Saturn-Uranus square. So after the Jupiter-Uranus square, we quickly move to the biggest transit of 2021, and that is Saturn and Uranus square. So during 2021, these two planets are going to form three squares, and that's going to be February 17th, June 14th, and December 24th. And as we discussed, Saturn is, it's the time of old. It's the limitations and the structures in our lives. And as we also discussed, Uranus is new, um, moving forward, pushing innovation with a focus on um, really like forging through and pushing through to what's to come. So this square can cause friction between staying the same and holding on to those thoughts and ideas and philosophies that we're used to to moving into a more innovative way that completely changes the ground beneath us. So this could initially feel like a tug of war. But Saturn in Aquarius, and that placement is going to be different from the Saturn in Capricorn placement that we felt for the past two and a half years in Capricorn. Where there was a real big focus on structures, corporation, government, material, and the ways of old. Saturn in Aquarius is going to highlight the timing of innovation and ways of the collective. And this can also be looked at as the innovation of the Earth with Saturn squaring Uranus and in the Earth sign of Taurus because Taurus, a piece of that is represented by agriculture. And um, to your point, there can be, Shell, there can be a very new and needed either ways of changing our agriculture, um, looking at how we treat the land, how we get our food. And the timing is right because Saturn in Aquarius is wanting to do new and innovative things. And with it squaring the sign of Taurus, which is centered around agriculture and sudden change needing to happen with that placement of Uranus. So there's going to be a tension between the two and it's going to show up at three very important times this year. And we can look at it as structure versus innovation, like comfort and complacency versus breaking out of the old and into the new and what the past has looked like versus what it needs to look like. This is a big year for us, and it's going to take being nimble. It's going to take being flexible and really, you know, looking at how we, can, how we can break out of the old comfort and into the new and innovative ways. There's a couple other big events happening this year, um, keeping with the theme of 2021, we're going to get an additional added dose um, with mercury retrograde and it is going to take place all within the element of air in the signs of aquarius gemini and libra so when mercury goes retrograde in these signs we are going to have to deal with maybe some confusion with matters of communication and socializing um as these signs are all centered around socializing and the mentally focused um, aspects of the zodiac. And with that, we are going to have three times this year where Mercury goes retrograde. So that is going to take place January 30th to February 19th, and that is in the fixed sign of Aquarius. With Mercury in Aquarius, that could be pushing us um, into like future possibilities and inventions. Um, You could see the brilliant ones coming out at this time, the genius, the ones who are also possibly the rule breakers um, in future pacing, utopian minded people popping up. So that's very exciting. And on May 29th to June 22nd, Mercury will be retrograde in the sign of Gemini. Um, And this is a mutable sign. So Gemini can show up through communication as well as the taking in of information. It may feel like you're juggling or multitasking a bunch of things possibly in your head. So there could be a feeling of like scatteredness around this time. Then we have the third and final on September 22nd through October 18th. And this is in the cardinal sign of Libra. With this, there can be a focus on relationship or possibly wanting to please everyone, um, having balance as well as harmony in life. Um, so that could be the big focus on on that time as well.
1: Do you have any retrograde tips and tricks? I know everyone gets a little overly scared of them. Um, Is there like a piece of advice you would give people for getting through retrograde
2: season? I I don't know who coined this phrase, not me, but I always think of it as the re like refocus, regroup, rethink, reevaluate just like, and also know that it is a time where things might be coming up from our past or we just, you know, it's a time to just make sure that we slow down a little bit and just pay attention to what we're doing and really you know reread things before we send them out and just rethink things before we do them i love that the rule, the of, rule re. of re you just coined that the rule <laughs> of re it's a tongue twister but i think it's good to be just cognizant and just aware of when these times are happening and these dates and to notice the things that come up and it can almost be, it can almost be, um, not comical because some things are these, you know, sometimes the energies that show up are very intense, but you're just like, Oh, look at that. Isn't that interesting? And instead of, you know, reacting just taking a moment and maybe rethinking and then reacting in a different way. Yes, yes, I love that. So there's a lot, yeah, there's, there's so much happening in 2021 and so much more than what we've touched on. But, you know, I think the, the biggest takeaways are we have to be able to adapt and we have to be nimble and, also think outside the box, not have tunnel vision, because there's a lot coming into this year that can really open up our eyes to new opportunities and new ways of doing things. And I, I just think that, you know, with the limitations that we saw that were put on us in 2020, I, I think that it is a way of us pivoting what was the old way of doing and looking at what can be new and what can be innovative and how we can how we can really look at what's to come and look at why things are happening for us and not to us
0: it's just so exciting because it it almost i guess that the the word that's coming to mind for me right now is just awakening. It feels like we're we're coming out of this like cave we've been stuck in for the last year and just coming out of hibernation and seeing the light again and seeing where we can come from here and and you know what's kind of funny is you you look back in history and any time that great times of innovation and ingenuity and, and beautiful things happen and Humanity Advance Forward were preceded by a huge disruptive event or something that caused us to have to really stop and slow down and reevaluate where we're at. And I really think despite the fact that 2020 was so difficult, it really was that kind of predecessor that we need to really have gratitude and move into this energy fully. So I just think this reading is such a great thing to start the new year with. And I'm so grateful for your wisdom, Gina. And I
2: can't wait to see what comes from here. Thank you so much. I I can't tell you how grateful I am to have been able to share this with you ladies and, who, and to your listeners.
1: Yes. Well, and, and before we kind of wrap things up and sign off, I as you know, as you mentioned, there's so much, there's so much more happening. There's so much more to learn. So I would love for you to tell people where they can find you. Um, if they were interested in a reading from you, is that something you're currently offering? Um, kind of what does, what does the future look like for you personally as
2: well? And where can people
1: go seek out your knowledge? thank
2: Um, I am currently doing birth chart readings and I am going to be a big, a big project for me is going to be, I'm still ironing out all the details, but you can find me on moonmamajina.com. Starting my year-long sessions with people, it'll be a birth chart reading and then four additional, three additional sessions, excuse me, throughout the year. So once a quarter, and I'm still, I have my website there, my contact information, and a little bit about me, some other things that I've done in addition to birth chart readings. I recently co-hosted a woman's retreat in Frisco, Colorado as, with two dear friends, um, Danielle and Emily, and we did a beautiful weekend of women and empowerment and some woo and birch chart readings, acupuncture, psychic, yoga, all of it. So I once things have calmed down with coronavirus, we'll be continuing those and I'm excited to be a part of that as well. So that information will also be on my website and who knows what's to come from there? I'm just, I'm staying open. I'm saying yes to things. I'm stepping out of comfort zones and I'm, I'm excited for the future.
1: Yes. Well, thank you. And we're excited for the future too. And I'm, I know I personally, um, for those of you who, uh, want to follow Gina on Instagram too, we'll link her below, but your new moon and full moon, just little Instagram chats that you've been doing have been one of the highlights of my Thank you so much. Year. I feel like they always kind of help bring me back and, and kind of recenter and refocus. So there's just, you have so much to share and I'm just so grateful
2: that you've chosen today God, to sit down and chat is with so us. mutual. thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. Thank you, ladies.
1: Balls. Oh my God. Holy balls. I- She's amazing. Dude,
0: that was so good.
1: And just, I mean, the wealth of information she just gave us.
0: (laughs) I hope our listeners seriously understand the the value of what she just gave us, because like that was a hell of a reading for free that they're getting.
1: (laughs) Yes. Wow. Okay. well, let's talk per witch and slip. I think it's a very obvious one. And it is to it's. Take the leap. This is the year. Big shifts are happening. If you've been questioning, if you've been wondering, if you've been hemming and hawing, here's your answer. It's time to jump off that cliff. I know we said we didn't condone it at the beginning. Fly little ducklings. Now. Fly. Become big swans. Fly little ducklings. <laughs> <laughs> yes do. Haven't you read swan. the ugly duckling? Only Thank the you. ugly ones. That's
0: It true. is <laughs> so- <laughs> proven. that I Ducklings apologize. turn into geese.
1: You're right, that was very straight laced thinking. Thank you. Me. I accept I your apology.
0: <laughs> <laughs> shells out of control.
1: Oh, I love it. That's this is the year for it. We're doing it 2021. We're coming for you, and we're not coming quiet or slow.
0: Cheers to that.
1: Cheers, witches.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. If you're having a witching good time, we hope you'll help us to grow this little coven. You all know it's us against AI in this algorithm eat algorithm world, so please help us out. Please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. Also, we want to connect with our spooky, Marg-loving friends out there, so please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links for those profiles will be in the show notes. And hey, be sure to tell us what you're drinking tonight. We love you all so much, witches. Cheers.